this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick-form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and this is our Windermere Coaching Minute podcast, where we talk to Windermere agents who have been doing this business for a long time, who have phenomenal client customer service uh, growth, if you will, and satisfaction. Also, they're doing work-life balance phenomenally well. And today, I am thrilled to have Cassie Walker-Johnson with us. Cassie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Now, Cassie has somebody else that works with her. It is her husband, Jeremy. And uh, just so everybody kind of knows a little bit about Jeremy and Cassie. So, Cassie, you've been in the business since 2005, correct? So that's what, 17 years? Yeah. Wow. 17 years. The longest commitment I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) And then your husband, Jeremy, he's actually, he got started in 2003. And then you guys Uh became, you guys, did you guys team up in 2005 and start working together? Yeah, we did. We teamed up in 2005. That was the height of the last, um, great market yes, <laughs> and exactly. uh we did yeah we did sales for uh three years together um 08 came dual income um and a recession and a baby on the way was a little too stressful so um i ended up heading to property management for nine years jeremy stayed in sales and then came back to jeremy in 2018 and we've been selling again ever since and uh, i have to say that we use a lot of your stuff as examples in ninja because uh you guys do uh raise raise the bar so to speak and which is why i'm excited to have you on today i saw, i happened to see you do it did a video and i forget if it was tiktok or instagram i don't remember which um where it was an talking. instagram reel it was an instagram reel right and you're talking about a 2-1 buy down but i think the, the the gist today for our listeners is really is we are transitioning right into what we call more of a normal market where you know homes aren't selling in four days with 25 offers and you know 123 percent list to sell ratios and buyers not being able to get an inspection and just kind of hoping that you know their their offer sticks it's transitioning but there's a lot of things that we now have to do or you and jeremy do uh in assisting your sellers to really get them to understand that the market's shifting but there's still ways for us to position you in the best possible light so that you become the choice for the buyers and i think that's what we want to talk about today because a lot of agents unfortunately are in this business that haven't ever gone through this market and we talk about some of this stuff and it seems kind of foreign to them so i i'm thrilled just to kind of walk have you walk us through kind of your perspective uh, having been through a similar market in the past, right. And been doing this now for almost 20 years. Um, and what yeah. That, right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, um, several factors and I think we'll talk about a couple, but one is obviously looking at, you know, your CMA and how you're going to format that in this new market. Another is also condition of the property. And then the third is that seller, um, buy down that we've been, become a big fan of. 
So I think let's talk about um, your CMA first, because that's something that is at the beginning of the process. And I think the big thing is, you know, I know um, you talk a lot about mindset and this is going to be a mindset shift. So if you are representing buyers, you were working really, 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 really hard. And not to say listing agents aren't working hard as well, um, but that work that you're putting in with little reward for buyers in the last, what, you know, two years, possibly three years um, was really tough. And so we have to shift our mindset and realize that that is now the work we're going to be putting in for listings. Mm -hmm. So buyers right now, representing buyers, everybody's going to want them because, um, you know, we just, gosh, had a couple of transactions recently where there was no competition. Right, exactly. Amazing. And like, oh, I can breathe (laughs) and our buyers can breathe. But um, we need to shift that focus to the listings and what are we going to do to get those properties sold? Um, and I think the first thing is when, you know, you're looking at a market analysis, when you're looking at your CMA and putting that together, we all know that those um, sellers out there are looking at Zillow. They're looking at the, the values that the internet is telling them. And those numbers are based on activity, from, you know, in the last, you know, three to six months. Right. So we know that things shifted here in the last uh, two months, let's say. You know, I was talking with a couple of my colleagues that um, I collaborate with, and one was Tracy Gillette out of the Bellingham office. And she talks a lot about that we need to start looking at list price and helping our sellers focus on list price and not looking at sold price because list price is the value of the home at that time. Yes. Sold price is buyer demand. So if we no longer have buyer demand, we need to remove that number and look, go back to list price. And using that as our comparables, and I think it'll help our sellers better, help them understand this is, you know, this um, gap between, you know, list and sold, again, is buyer demand. If buyer demand doesn't exist, we need to let that go. And well, that's going to bring bring be hard. I think you bring up a good point for our listeners. You know, um, you know, a lot of times, like you said, they'll go to Zillow and they'll look at those things and that's all running off sold data. And the beauty of working with a real estate professional is you have access to data through your MLS, through various tools that are provided that allow you to see trends, right? So for example, days on market, uh, list to sell ratios, are they trending up? Are they trending down? And that's what gives you the indication of the list price, correct? Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, part of it is when you've been in the industry for 20 years, you have a little bit of intuition. And before sellers were like, okay, whatever you say the number is because their equity is, you know, half a million dollars. So they kind of just didn't care. And we're like, oh yeah. And also I know I'll get more than that. So now we're going to have to prove our expertise uh, more than ever. And it means that your CMA can't just include comps. It's got to, yeah, like you talk about, it's got to include some market trends, you know, using trend graphics, um, you know, bringing as much information as possible as you can to the seller. And I think there's also, and this sometimes might get a little bit of pushback, but it used to be that we would be, you know, pretty flexible with list price. And right now we're not, we're really saying like, this is where we need to be. And when they really push back, sometimes we don't take the listing right. just because we know that we don't want a listing that's going to be three months long. And I think that, you know, especially with new agents, they need to have the confidence to know that they know the numbers. They are the expert they're the ones that really need to say like, this is it. And if it's not really consider strongly, if you really want that listing. 
Exactly. Well, and, and I think one of the things that I've seen happening is that right now, as you talked about it, you know, in, in a market where there's high buyer demand and the sellers in the driver's seat, you know, we have this really big range, like you talked about, hey, we can be here and we're probably going to get more than that. And as things tighten, and so as inventory is still there, but now we're, we have, you know, we have uh, the buyers are more in power. We see that that range start to diminish. It gets really tight. And yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's, hey, here's the high end, here's kind of where it would be. And that's kind of where we need to be if we want to get this done in the time frame that you're looking to do. And you bring up a great point, you know, if the expectations of the seller are still lagging back two months ago, and that's what they say, well, that's, well, we want that. It's like, well, you know, maybe I'm not the right real estate agent for you. Um, yeah. Doesn't behoove me to take a listing just to have it sit on the market. You know, we're not here to get listings. We're here to help you achieve your goals and get your home sold. Yeah, exactly. And there may be people who still want to list it. And I think this is where we bring back what we used to do was like, okay, this is our month long plan. If we don't have any offers in the first week, we're going to drop price by this amount. If we yes. don't have any offers in within the first month, we're going to drop price by this amount. Also looking at your listing period. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to have a listing period of three months anymore, because then unless you're dropping 5%, you can't cancel and relist. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of strategy in there that, you know, I really encourage, especially newer agents to reach out to your colleagues that were around in 08, 9, 10. And, be, and you and actually there was a little bit of a slump in 2018 and, you know, <laughs> yep. say, okay, like, you know, what did you guys do? You know, you really have to have a plan. You, you can't just throw it on the market and, and hope that an offer is going to come in. I was just reading a, an article the other day called, it was called The Shift. And in there, they said a great quote by Warren Buffett. He says, hey, when the tide goes out, you can see who's been swimming without a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and, 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 you know, so the point you make there is that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are in our industry, unfortunately, just kind of, uh, you know, through sheer luck and despite their, their ability, we're just making money because of the, the dynamics of the market. But this yeah. is now becoming a market for professionals. And, um, you know, and if you're a listener out there and you're looking to sell your home, hire a professional, somebody who knows what they're doing. And if you're a real estate agent today, really get your processes and systems dialed in, specifically your pricing and your strategies and using tools that help you tell the story. I think that's critical. Yeah, I think using the tools to help to tell the story is going to be is point number one. Yeah. And, you know, we're not. Yes, we are experts a lot of other experts out there that we need to you know continue to use their voices as well to help further um help our sellers understand the story and where we're actually at right now yeah i mean when you say that you're talking like mortgage reps uh economists right to help people understand how the, the it's shifting yeah exactly i mean you know point number one matthew gardner we're waiting for his report which should be out i think this week it um yeah, and... it comes up this week yeah exactly and so those are the valued opinions that i think we have to listen to um yeah. Well, and I real quick, one question, then we'll talk about uh, condition. But I, my other question is this is, um, you know, the story you told maybe uh, 20 days ago is not the story you're telling today. I mean, we're really yeah. seeing the market shift like that, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important when you're having conversations with your sellers is, you know, we can't give a price. We've got to give a range. And we also have to say, look, this is the value today. So if you're coming to me in three months, this may change. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that is communication and being really upfront and forward with our sellers and saying, you know, look, I wish I had a crystal ball, but we don't. So this is what we think it is for today. If you're waiting three months, this we need to have another conversation in three months and, you know, reevaluate. And it might be monthly at this point. 
Yeah. In fact, I had somebody the other day I was talking to and they uh, they had met with somebody at the initial consultation where they're going to list for almost 45 days. And they said, you know what, we're, we're redoing, we're, we're sitting down and redoing and looking at the market analysis once again, because, and I let them know this, that, you know, there's a chance that things are going to shift again. So we just need to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's talk condition uh, because yeah. um, I, I always, I always say, you know, you don't go to a parade and they aren't painting the the float on the route. Yep. It's done. It's ready to go. It's launched. The parade is moving. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you're doing today with your sellers in terms of just coaching them on, you know, positioning in terms of condition. Yeah. Well, this is something that Jeremy and I actually have really started to um, specialize in. And I think it's because we both have this very sick, um, passion for remodeling and we're currently living in our um, third project um, <laughs> as we speak um, but we really see the the impact of the the little things and I think now more than ever making sure that your lipstick is shiny and bright is going to be super important because you need to catch that the attention of the buyer first from online and then when they arrive and in person. And this is where I absolutely loved when Windy Mirror Ready program came out because mm -hmm. it was like, okay, seller. And I think, you know, as of even today, like our sellers still have a lot of equity. They may not make an extra hundred to 200,000 when they sell the house, but we still have a ton of equity in Seattle. Yep. And this is an opportunity to take advantage of that and say, okay, what can we do to make this property shine and sparkle? And obviously the, the very first thing is, um, you know, first impressions is they, you know, are driving in front and, um, you know, the yard and, you know, fresh mulch, like making sure the lawn is mowed, like making sure that things are pruned back and just making a really great first impression. Cause you can't, you can't redo a first impression. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we talk about painting, um, you know, we'll do some lighting, like switching out light fixtures, um, floors. That's a really big thing. If you think the carpet may need to be replaced, it a hundred percent does need to be replaced. Um, <laughs> you know, refinishing hardwoods, you know, they're small things. Those seem, you know, big, but they really truly are pretty small in the grand scheme of things, you know, to spend that money to really make it sparkle and shine and obviously staging. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, Jeremy and I, we used to laugh because, when we would go to, you know, like a development where it's, you have 20 of the same houses and new construction and one is furnished, the other is not, they're the exact same house. And the buyers are always like, oh, this one just feels so much more cozy and, and exactly. I'm just comfortable in this one. And I'm, we're like, it's the exact same house, but that's, mm -hmm. you know, proof to the point with staging is a huge, huge, huge big deal, especially right now. We want buyers to come in and feel comfortable and relaxed and not stress because all of a sudden there's like all the projects they're going to have to do when they move in. Right. Well, and I think another point too, and this, and this, when we talk about mindset is that a lot of times we don't even think about this and we don't just explain this to the seller, but you know, I always like to equate it to just, just products in general. So let's say that I'm going to buy a used car. And if I go look at a used car and it hasn't been washed and the floor mats are filthy and it's just dirty, you know, my mind automatically says what else is wrong with it? Because yeah. if, if there's this level of deferred maintenance just on a surface level, what's the deeper deferred maintenance? And I think that a lot of times buyers will walk into a house and, you know, you've got bushes growing on the house or you've got floors that are really scratched up or you've got, you know, just stuff that isn't taken care of. Immediately the, the buyer's mind says, well, what else did they not take care of? Yep. A hundred percent agreed. And that is exactly what we see, you know, um, and talk to our buyers a lot about is this is just not going to be 
a, a, a fun time for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that, you know, that buyers, like the, the idea of like buying a fixer upper and the romance of it all and, and fixing it up, like the, the reality of that, and Jeremy and I could tell you, that's <laughs> the whole other podcast, but yes, it, you know, it quickly becomes unromantic and suddenly you're in this, what feels like a money pit. And so we want, you know, we want our buyers to feel happy and relaxed and refreshed when they walk in. And right. they're just going to walk out with that same feeling and it'll really stand up above all others. And I think it's great to know, like with that Windermere Ready program where you could borrow up to $100,000 and pay at closing without having to cash out some stocks to have the equity or, you know, to get a HELOC, it really means that you could do that work and also, you know, see at the end that it really pays off. Yep. Oh, exactly. Well, and you know, when you think about it too, uh, you know, th this is also really helpful to help explain to a seller, you know, you may have a home that has some maintenance we need to do to it. The challenge is if you want to, if you want a retail price, you can't put a wholesale home on the market. You've yep. got it. You've got to get it to a point where the buyers walk in and say, wow, this is, this is what we're looking for. And that's what sparks them to bring that more retail price to the table you know, so many times I see that happen where you have a seller says, well, I don't want to do anything, but I want top of the range. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're selling a house as is, like you're going to get less than this price on, on um, offers at yeah. least because people are like, okay, well, they don't care enough about this house to actually do something about it and to take care of these repairs. So they clearly don't care about the price either. Right. And right? we're going to have to do it. So we need that to come off our price. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. oftentimes just spending $20,000 could save you $100,000, frankly, in this kind of a market. Yep. I totally agree with you. Um, and so, okay, so we've got, so we've got, we have to make sure that we're running our systems and our process for, for pricing very, very precisely. Yeah. We have to make sure that the home, of the, the condition of the home is great. So let's talk about incentivizing, right? So how do we help buyers um, and you talked about this, about a, a two, one buy downs. And what do those mean? We have a lot of people say, well, what do you mean when you say buy down? Kind of give us yeah. some clarity around that. Yeah. Well, this I'm super excited about, and I'm glad that, um, lenders are starting to really, um, support and help us. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if the buyer can't afford the house, then they're not going to buy the house. So we need to, you know, figure out ways to make it attractive, but also some really great programs out there for buyers right now. So um, the two one buy down essentially what means it, what it means is that as a buyer, you know you can buy down your interest rate, and that's been around for decades, right? That yep. you know you pay, you buy a point, you pay a point, it's a percentage of your loan, and that'll bring down your interest rate, you know maybe up to one percent. So what we're doing is kind of changing the marketing of this and saying, okay, seller, if you contribute to the cost of the buy down then my payment suddenly becomes less and your home, which I felt like was not affordable now becomes in my affordable range. So I think I'm a big person of examples and like, let's break this down. So let's say that there's a purchase price of a million dollars. So that means that your loan amount with a 20% down is $800,000 in a standard, um, you know, it, Essentially, in a, in a standard monthly payment, that's working out to about, you know, $5,000 a month, yep. let's just say. And we're being very general with us, okay? Right. So let's say it's not selling. It's a million dollars. It's not selling. The seller's stuck. You do a price drop. You do a price drop. The reality is, is that in order to get, you know, to be the, 
get the attention of everybody again, you need to consider a 5% price drop. And the reason why we always talk about 5% is because there's a rule in the MLS that says you can't cancel and relist unless the price drop is 5% or more. So if you're dropping price, you know, you're not popping back up in people's search. You're not popping right. back up in the buyer's um, basket, so to speak, until you have canceled and relisted. So when, and this is another part going back to like having a strategy plan, when you're going to do a price drop, really looking at that 5%, because that's what's going to give you the attention that you need again. Okay. Right. So you're going to do a price drop. Let's chase a million dollars. We drop 5%. So now we're at $950,000. So let's say you get an offer. Your monthly payment is going to be about $4,900, let's be precise, and $91 for a 20% mm -hmm. down loan. Okay. So right now the seller in that um, situation had to give up $50,000, okay? Yep. If the seller had instead stayed at the million dollar price range, but offered a seller buy down, which typically is about 2% of the loan amount. So in this situation, that would be about $18,000. The buyer's uh, monthly payment went to $39.95. So that's a whole thousand dollar difference. Yeah, that's, so that, that's what, a huge difference. <clears throat> yes, but the important thing is, is that this doesn't last forever. So a two one buy down means that you're buying down year one and then year two. So your first year is going to be the lowest amount at um, you know $3,995. And again, this is for a loan amount of $800,000. Yep. Your second year is going to be 4500 a month. And then your third year will go to that 4,991 a month. But guess what? There's no prepayment penalty. So if rates come down in the next two years, again, you, you can, can refinance. refinance. Yes. And you could do a 30 year, you know, 30 year fixed if you'd like. Right. So the worst case scenario, your monthly payment for the next 30 years after, you know, starting in year three will be what originally it was supposed to be. Right. But it's possible in those first two years, that you could actually, you know, refi and get into a better loan program. Well, and, you know, and um, I think from the big recession, you know, a lot of people panicked, right, in terms of the mortgage and in terms of equity and all that. And so now mm -hmm. we have a lot of people that are kind of in that more kind of um, conservative mode, if you will. Um, yeah. And I know I just I just did a podcast the other day with uh, with Ryan and uh, Cliff uh, with uh, uh, Penrith Morgan, and we were talking about, you know, arms, which we're not going to see really arms come back, but they were talking about the buy downs. And they said, you know, that's the thing is don't don't get married to your mortgage, because most likely, you know, one year, two years, that's a long period of time. Rates are going to be in a place where you can refinance and also you're paying down you're paying down your your mortgage. So when you go through that second year, you know, it's not going to be at that same level of where you are. And uh, and so this is a really great way to incentivize buyers who think they're just on that edge of that payment where the seller, like you said, instead of giving up $50,000 is giving $18,000 to buy the rate down on a two one buy down. So they're they're still getting close to their sale price and they're potentially incentivizing more buyers with that opportunity. Exactly. I mean, when, you know, when you're choosing the two and buy down instead of a price reduction, the seller saves all, you know, a little over $30,000 in net proceeds and the buyer saves about $12,000 in monthly payments. Right. So it's a win-win on both sides, which so is not me, what we're looking for. So let me ask you this. How are you using that in terms of your marketing or advertising in those scenarios where you're doing that? Is there, is there a way you're getting that message out to the buyers? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of that is through marketing and even putting that in your agent only notes, you, you know, putting it in the, you know, marketing remarks saying, you know, seller buy down available. 
Um, I think the other thing is now what I'm doing is I'm kind of using this spreadsheet on the back of my flyers so that people can see that with this credit, you know, this is what this is actually going to start looking like. Um, and I think it's important to like, you know, for buyer agents out there to start talking to them about this. Let's ask for it. Right. I mean, you know, if a listing has been sitting for seven days, everyone panics, right? Yeah, I know. They <laughs> <And> do. <laughs> right. Right. And if this, you know, and if an offer comes in and it's full price, but it really is actually not full price, you know, because of this credit of let's just say $20,000, I guarantee the seller is going to take it. They're going to yes. be thrilled, right? Exactly. Well, that's a great point. If you're working with buyers today, you know, ask for it, investigate it. And then you mentioned the spreadsheet. Uh, and I, I presume that's you have a really great lender that provides you with this information to kind of educate you so you can educate your clients. Exactly. Yeah. So I work with a um, one of our lenders is with Cross Country Mortgage, and this is their program, the two one buy down. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I think, you know, now more than ever, it's super important to be connecting with our lenders and being really right next to them and learning products as a listing agent. You know, we haven't really had to do that before for some time. Right. And if you're working with a buyer's agent, you're, you know, if you're working with, excuse me, if you're working with buyers, you're pretty aware of what's happening. But if you're, lit, you know, if you're an all listing team, um, you really need to know what's happening as far as mortgage rates right now. Yep, I agree. Well, and, and it comes back to the, the point that, you know, when this real estate's about negotiations and there's, you know, there, obviously price is a big one, but there's so many other aspects. Um, and the one thing I was going to ask you, and this going back a little bit when you talked about the condition, but um, this is another time where, you know, pre-inspections are a big deal. Uh, yeah, on your listings and, um, you know, uh, to have those. And I, I know, you know, when things were so crazy, some people were getting away from those because there were just so many buyers that were waiving inspection contingencies. But now, I mean, not only that, but we have buyers that are getting inspections as well, but there's so many, I guess my point is there's all these different layers and the really true professionals understand these different areas and know, depending on the market, you know, what do we need to dust off and bring back out of our toolbox that we need to start using again. And if you've never had it in your toolbox, well, then you got to go learn about it. Yeah. And I mean, to your point about inspections, you know, I think there was a, a misunderstanding in the industry that waiving inspection meant that you were not inspecting the home. And that's not true. So, you know, we had a huge trend where sellers were providing that inspection report for the buyer. So, you know, in the in the in the Windermere way, I, I would say almost all of us are making sure our buyers are getting an inspection, whether they did it themselves or it was provided by the seller. Yes. You know, now this is going to be a little challenging. It'll be interesting because sellers may not be providing inspections anymore and it goes falls back onto the buyer. And that's not a cheap. Um, investment. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think we'll start seeing a lot more listings that are subject to inspection. They want to take the time. They love the house. They're excited about it, but, you know, want to do their due diligence. And that's going to be important with, you know, sewer lines and um, inspections themselves and taking the time to just, you know, exhale and breathe. And I, I'm ready for it. Like I, I am excited for it and I'm happy for buyers. And you know, honestly, I think a little bit for sellers too, is like, we're all in this space of like, okay, we can all exhale, we can come together, we can hold hands and we can make this happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, and to give some perspective too, you know, we talk about, you know, inspections being expensive, you know, it's all relative, right? Because I can think back to uh, the homes that I've purchased in my past and thank goodness I had an inspection because if there's things that I hadn't found where I made a different decision on that home, uh, you know, paying for that inspection uh, came back to me in folds in terms of investments, just because it gave me uh, the ability to have eyes wide open and making a solid, you know, offer to say, hey, you know, I didn't realize yeah. this was going on. 
Yeah. And you make a great point. And, you know, when I talk about it now, you're already interested in the home, you know, yes. at this point, we're doing inspections post mutual acceptance. So, you know, back in 2008, everyone was doing inspections and then missing on the house and they would do, you know, gosh, remember it was like five inspections yeah. and they're paying $5,000 and they're missing on every house. So we were very excited about the trend of sellers providing inspection reports at the time. And I, I think that's going to shift again, but at this point, you know, we're not missing out on houses and then, you know, paying all that money. You're right. It's a, it's a very inexpensive investment um, for your future home ownership. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anything, anything else come to mind? I mean, we'll wrap up here, but I, I, I love the fact. So just for the listeners. So we talked about uh, making sure that you've got your systems and process in place. And if you are a listener who is thinking about buying or selling, hire a professional, somebody who's, who knows the insides and ins and outs of real estate well, um, I think it's important because it'll represent you the best way. Um, also, too, uh, you know, if you're in the market of listing homes, you know, put the best product out there. You have you have these zero moments of truth, so to speak. And Cassie, you said, I mean, people look online first and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's that's kind of helps you make the cut, so to speak, for the drive by for them to get excited about it. And last but not least, know the products uh, that are provided to incentivize, incentivize buyers to help them to maybe get into a home. Uh, when it comes to financing that maybe we haven't been using in the past, but are now coming to the forefront. Yeah. And I mean, I think now more than ever, you know, me, I am a huge fan of marketing and that is going to be super, super important. And, you know, talking to your agents and asking them, well, what are they going to do to market your property? And it doesn't work to just put a sign and a flyer. You know, we have to get creative. We've got to, you know, we've got social media out there and we've got various different ways, you know, brokers opens, bringing those back again, open houses, touring, all those kinds of things. Like it's super important to, you know, bring back your marketing hat and make sure you're working with agents who, you know, are willing to market your property. I totally agree. Well, hey, Cassie, I want to thank you for being on today. And if our listeners want to get a hold of you, um, I know your email is team at johnsonwalker.com, correct? Yeah, they can reach us there anytime. Um, and I'm happy to share information. And I also know you guys have a great website. What's your website? <laughs> yeah, our website is johnsonandwalker.com. J-O-H-N-S-O-N-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff there. And then if somebody, if they want to reach out to you, you talked about that spreadsheet. Uh, they can reach out to you if you and you're willing to share that. To, uh, yeah, absolutely. Email us. I'm happy to share the information, get you connected with the lenders I know that um, are doing that program right now. Well, hey, Cassie, I want to thank you for taking the time today. And uh, I hopefully you're having a great Monday. And um, like I said, uh, this is our uh, Winterberg Coaching Minute podcast. So if you like what we're doing, please feel free to share it. Give us a rating. Let us know. Please, if you have more questions of Cassie and her husband, Jeremy, please reach out to them. Uh, they're a wealth of knowledge and they've been doing this for a long time. And uh, like my dad said, if you want to figure out how to do something, find somebody who's already walked down the path, which the two of you have. And again, I just want to thank you for being here. And we'll always end these by saying be awesome and have a great day. Cassie, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me to come on. I'm excited to share the information. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.